Go ahead, ask another. You're moving it. Ask another. You're moving it. Is mom going to let me go on the ski trip? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow, did I just pull back off my question? (laughs) You're moving it. You're moving it. You're moving it. This is so weird. Whoa. (laughs) It's spelling something. Oh, no. Die. D. Skull. E. M. That's who you're going to marry? O. N. It's a demon. Oh, I, I, I couldn't get it's that. It's Pazuzu. I, He's I, messing with the kids again. <laughs> spelling shit on their Ouija boards. They're just trying to play a game. Wee, 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 Ouija boards. What is this uh, Parabebel episode about tonight? Um, Ouija board. Oh, no. Ouija. That's it. Like Luigi. Not the Ouija board. Luigi's Luigi's Ouija board. (laughs) Can you see that? Mario Brothers doing a game there? It's a me. Bing, bing, it's a (laughs) It's a D. It's an E. Bing, bing, bing. It's a demon. (laughs) So, yeah. Pair of Apple. We're going to do the... uh, We're going to do the fun Ouija board tonight. Back for another exciting episode. Rah, rah. Featuring Jeff, Rob, and Allison. Woo! <laughs> Rob, could you like even force that out even harder? Rob, Rob. <laughs> we should have asked the Ouija board to spell your name. Uh, we can make one right here in the studio. I have a pen and paper. Okay, is it so easy? Let me ask: What is the big fuss about the Ouija board? The Ouija board. Bringing demons into your home since 1927. Bullshit. 1891. That's bullshit, too. Bullshit. Uh, Roman times? Bullshit. Ancient China? Yup. Ancient Chinese secret? (laughs) (laughs) Talking boards have been around since the beginning of the time. The Great Wall of Ouija. (laughs) Well, I don't know so much about that. Okay, so Ouija boards. We have all kinds of stories, experiences... Um, please don't do this, be careful, or, oh my god, it's like the best thing ever because I ended up dating Jimmy. I just think it's so funny that that, what we played at the opening from the show was a, um, actual Ouija board commercial from Parker Brothers Ouija board from, uh, 1991. 91. Yeah. They, that, these demon hoarding boards calling in the darkest of dark have been a, a pretty much a staple for most teenagers. <laughs> it was true for a right, long time. Right before we started the episode, I googled Ouija boards, and the first thing that popped up was a link to buy one from Toys R Us. Because <laughs> you could still buy these, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can even buy pink ones. Kmart, Targets, Walmart. I actually have a picture of that. Not to ruin anything, but I was going to bring this up later. But now you're ruining it, right? Yep. It's the Barbie Ouija board. I love it. <laughs> Doesn't every girl want one? Oh, uh, yeah, they do. Look at a, that. You could have a pink one for October breast <laughs> awareness. I mean, we can go Ouija everywhere. And, of course, we will post this picture of the Barbie pink Ouija board. Oh, and, I love it. And, uh, all the Parababble things. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Probably not Instagram, but the other ones will be on there. So I just posted on Twitter. We're at Parababble everywhere. Lincoln Plus or so, Google Plus. Rob, have you ever used a Ouija board? No. Jeff, have you ever used a Ouija board? Yes. I have too. I think I was about eight the first time I ever used one. That probably is right around seven or eight. I feel like the odd one out then. I can't believe you've never used a Ouija board. I can't believe as old as you are. 
Yeah. Why didn't we buy you that for your birthday? I don't know. Especially since that commercial that you played would have been playing during all the cartoons that I was watching when I was little. Oh, that explains a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, like, why wouldn't I go for that? Exactly. I don't know. You think I would have? You weren't You weren't there yet. I was walking around with a proton pack okay. at that age. Yeah, okay. you're hunting ghosts, but you weren't doing the whole <laughs> demon thing. He was drinking his ecto-cooler wearing yeah. his proton pack. That's not an exaggeration at all. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we were like, yeah, okay, great, Rob, nice joke. What? It's for real? No. <laughs> Ouija's. So, is there anything to this whole Ouija story? You know what? Are you going to, like, call bad things in and... Why would you want to do that? Have your house be haunted? Why would you want to do that? Why would Uh, you not? Why would anybody want to have a haunted house? (laughs) It's a fun game. Does Jimmy like me? Does Susie like me? You know, you ask those questions. (laughs) Am I going to pass sixth grade? (laughs) When did it turn so sinister? (laughs) That's not sinister, is it? No, but I mean, like, it's become so sinister. It's because the adults get a hold of that shit, and they twist it all up. Because now it spells things like, I'm going to kill you, mm-hmm. and... I'm going to eat your mother. <laughs> well, you know. that's interesting, because I looked into that specific thing. Which? Like, when it all turned around. Oh. To being, you know, demons killing die, right. fire, demon. Okay, so 1992? Oh. No. 1973. Anybody want to guess why that date's any significant? 1973. I'm going to go with a... Very famous haunting? No. Um, Led Zeppelin came out with an album, and it had something to do with the devil? They probably did, but no. Give us a hint. It's, a, it's to do with a movie. It's a movie. 1973. 1973. The Exorcist? Mm-hmm. Mm. The Ouija, huh? Mm-hmm. Turn the Ouija. You gave the Ouija a bad reputation. The Exorcist screwed up a lot of things for a lot it of people. It ruined everyone's fun. Yep. Never look at Split P the same again. <laughs> but anyway, so, okay, so 1973, the Exorcist had their fingers in on the, the Ouija system. So how do they pinpoint this? Well, because looking at, I read an article from the Smithsonian, so this is like some serious business oh, right here. Oh, it is serious. Yeah, the Smithsonian. This is a really long article. And they go in depth about the history of the Ouija board and how people used it back when it was first coming out. You know, um, they tie it back to the big spiritualist movement back in the early, no, the, the mid to late 19th century. Talking you know, like boards. the Fox sisters and all that stuff. Talking boards. So back then, spiritualism was acceptable even for like Christians. They could hold seances on Saturday nights and then go to church on Sunday morning. Praise the Lord. Exactly. So things like seances, automatic writing, and something called table turning parties. I have no idea what that could mean. They were acceptable forms of Sounds like a... social activities, and they were actually considered wholesome. Wholesome hmm. fun activities. How much more wholesome than spin the bottle? Exactly. Exactly. But it all changed. They... they Pinpointed to 1973 is when everything turned around. 73. So they've gone, they've had like a makeover a couple times here along the way. Yeah. They were bad and they were pushed to kids and it was like, oh, it's fun again. And then you get into adulthood. It's like all of a sudden it's like the Antichrist walking the face of the earth with them. But then again, you got that commercial from 1991, was it? Yeah. That was very, that was very like. Kid kid driven. Yeah. Oh, tell me. Yeah. But see, I don't know. I see. I just see someone capitalizing on, you know, money here, because let's face it, that's what everybody does. They capitalize on things, so they take, you know, let's talk to the dead. Oh yeah, that's 
the original purpose of it. Okay. So where were you going to go with this, uh, Allison? So we have like a timetable? No, I think it's just, you know, when people think of the Ouija board, they don't think of like anything outside of like the movies that now focus on how terrible it is. But I think that Rob makes a good point when you talk about like the history of spiritualism, the Victorian era, and what happened, you know, Ouija boards were talking boards before they were Ouija boards. People have been using them forever. You know, different cultures right. all across history have had some version of this. I mean, there's even, you know, in ancient Rome, there was an emperor, Valens Caesar, who wanted to know the name of his successor in case that person should try to assassinate him. So a local magician, because, you know, they still had magicians in Rome. That's cool. <laughs> Back in, you know, 378 CE. Um, Did they wear all red? I don't know. That would be an interesting question. You know, you said magician, but I'm picturing like Harry Potter wizard herbs. <laughs> oh, I was going with the Cardinals. You are such Pope. a millennial. Um, <laughs> I'm old. What are you talking about? <laughs> but basically, you know, this um, magician uh, used a talking board and came up with these letters T H E O D. And Valens assumed that the start of the name uh, was Theodorus. So he proceeded to have everyone that had that name put to death so that there was no fear that he would be assassinated by him. But on his actual death in 378 CE, he was succeeded by Theodorus. So. Oops. Killed all those people for no reason. <laughs> Whoopsie. But that's just a very early, early example of, you know, the use of the talking board and asking it questions as an oracle. I just really want to get to the very, very, very bottom of this who sat down and said, look at this. I'm going to put some letters on a board, and I want the dead to talk to me. Well, I think people have been trying to commune with the dead since mankind came about. You know, there's always been that interest in what's on the other side and what happens to you when you die and, you know, all those things. So, you know, talking to someone that's passed is part of almost every culture in some way, shape, or form. Why wouldn't we just sit down and go, Hey, Dad, Mom, what are you guys doing? Give me a sign. Well... I mean, I think that we have to think about it, too, that you could do the same thing as a Ouija board with a piece of paper and a pen and a shot glass or, a, you know, stone tied to the end of a rope. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, there's like really, a ton of variations like of this. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So is it just that the Ouija board, you know, is just a modern day version of the same exact thing that's been going on for hundreds and hundreds of years? Or is there something to this new... Ouija phenomenon because you never heard about demons coming through Ouija boards that talking we know boards of. you know you didn't like use a talking board in your hut and then the next thing you know your cups and plates are flying out yeah, but when you go when you go back that far I don't think you're trying to summon a devil but I think you're trying think to people s- are trying to do that now yeah hell yeah what absolutely I mean those guys I would say probably back then a good Good majority of them were all about, like, let's get a hold of, like, blah, 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 the third. Or, you know, one of my relatives that passed away and the chariot rolled over. Well, what did he die of? Well, that type of stuff. I, I think as we grew as a society, we started to branch out and then all the sick people got involved. Well, do you think it's just, like, something in our psyche? Because the first Ouija board that I ever used, I was probably about eight years old. I was visiting my grandparents in North Dakota in a basically one stoplight town. Like there nice. was nothing in this town. Milner, North Dakota. Um, and they had 
one general store in the entire town that had like sold everything. So sold your groceries, sold your clothing, sold everything. They had like three things in town: a post office, a movie theater that that showed movies from, you know, two years ago. Sounds like Napanok. And this store. <laughs> We've been to that town. So <laughs> hey, they got gnomes there. Yeah, yeah they do. Yeah, but okay. it's pretty much the same thing. So I remember going into this store, you know, for just whatever items we needed, and they had a Ouija board for sale. And it looked very similar to like that Parker, you know, nineteen mm-hmm. nineties, nineteen eighties classic, you know, thing. It was a brand new Ouija board. So we bought it, we took it back to my grandmother's house and we sat on the front porch and we used this Ouija board. And, you know, suddenly we were talking to somebody who had died and not in a very nice way. And it kind of freaked me out a little bit. So you wanted to know more? Well, of course. I mean, I was already into this stuff probably on some level anyway. Me too. But you know what I'm saying? Like, why didn't it, like, is it something in our own psyches that, like, are we putting out there what we're trying to get from this thing? Like, why didn't I just ask it if I was going to go and get ice cream tomorrow? Well, that's funny <laughs> you say that because I pulled up an article that I was reading on um, how, how these Ouija boards, the, the theories that it works. So we have like this, uh, we have a couple um, unconscious motor actions that we do. We have like um, an excitomotor action. These are like things that our body does. We breathe. Um, Our heartbeat, swallowing, it always consistently happens. It's unconscious. We're always moving with it. There's another category. The the second category is a, it's called a uh, sensory motor action. This is when we react to, oh, stove's hot, pull my hand back. It's, your mind is already telling you, it's a reaction, it's a reflex. And then um, in 1852, Carpenter, I believe it was, he came up with a third, third category, and that's uh, ideomotor. Oh, you got my thing. Yep. That is, in the basic Ouija Kawiji war world here. I know the question I'm going to ask. I have a preconceived idea. I'm going to put my hands on the planchette, move it around, but it's little voluntary movements in our muscles and our brain and our stimuli in our brain is already it's, preconceived an yeah, idea. It's like the unconscious mind is moving the board. So, oh, it's not spirit working through you to move your fingers mm-mm. using no. the planchette. No. Nope, nope, I found nope. a study that also claimed that that was an example of how pendulums work. Yes. Automatic rating. Yep. And dowsing rods. Yep. Get out. Yep. Blew your theory right out the window. No, see, I actually use dowsing rods. I use mm-hmm. them quite frequently. You guys know this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can tell you that I don't believe that there's a preconceived notion about what's going to happen when I go to use them. You ask a question, right? What's one of the questions you ask when you have the rods? Well, sometimes... You set your premise, yes and no. I don't usually do that, though. I usually try to coordinate the rods with the energies in the room. So I'll ask, like, point to Rob. But then Rob will walk all the way across the other side of the room, and I don't know he's going to do that. I don't know he's going to do that. Like, I see him moving once he starts to move, but I don't know ahead of time that he's going to decide to get up and suddenly move. I don't always get up and move when you ask the thousand Because you don't like to point at you. But you know, just to mess with them but yeah but you know what I'm saying like and even if I did think you were going to get up I don't know if you're going to go left or right or you're going to come towards me or you're going to yeah, I don't know what you're going to do the kind of 
your mind would have to be a little more than unconscious, I think, to follow me when I do things like that. But, alright. So, so I'll, I'll run circles. You're being that girl sometimes. right now. You're being that girl right now. He does run circles sometimes. <laughs> I know. But you're being that girl right now, and you're breaking up the point we have here. <laughs> and it's bullshit. So, well, I'm sorry, but I, if you I have dowsing rods, dowsing rods so I know. If you use them and say, hey, where's the water at? Okay. Your mind is <laughs> already, where's the water at? Oh. That was my, it was my, that was my altar. Was like, <laughs> the water with the anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like, what kind of in like your head, speak is that? In, in your oh, head, you've already it. said, okay, I need to know what water is. Right. Now you're starting to do the movements. Even though these, you say you're perfectly keeping your hands still, you have a preconceived idea. And you're going to go with it. But how do you know where the water is? You don't. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever way those rods go, your mind is already saying that's where the water is going to be. And nine out of ten times when they do that, you're going to blow it. They, It's not It's not right. It's I wrong. don't know. My rods are always right. There. They can always find huh? the energy. But what if the water's there? It always, then you got lucky. Used, that's how they used to use it. That's like how do they you, used to ask. Do you know that sometimes, sometimes Rob will even walk behind me? When I'm asking those questions, and I don't know if he's to the left or to the right, but the rods will always swing around. And so you don't use your peripheral vision when you're doing that? I can't see him. Oh, Rob's moving. Tilt the rod back? No, like, I might know he's in the back, and I will hold them, and those rods will swing all the way around. Like, you've seen it happen. Either I am really, really good, and I can read Rob's mind as to what he's going to do next. Or you got a third eye in the back of your head. <laughs> well, I guess this show just or, went out the window. Or there's something to it. But I don't think you can compare the two. That's my point here. Right. Like, I but, really think that, you know, and especially because Ouija boards you're using with another person. So you have to 100% trust that that other person that has their fingers on that planchet, just like you do... Is thinking the same is thing. Is thinking the same thing. Or that they are thinking whatever it is they're thinking and you're just kind of along for the ride i would i would be the latter of the two i would be along for the ride just to see if it's going to answer her question or his question whatever way that goes you know what i'm saying like i feel like there's a lot more fallibility in something like that so like i got a good example so we sit down at the board and we put our hands on our our little planchette 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 it's French. Planchet. The board's Italian. Planche, planche. Oh, God, don't do this. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> so you go, who's going to be president? And I go, Trump. And you go, Hillary. I like to fight it out. And but I ask the question. <laughs> You're thinking Hillary. I'm thinking Trump when I'm asking the question. <laughs> who's it going to go with? So then that's board, your point. Then the board just catches itself on fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Game over. And then you're possessed. And, it's, and then it's a new world order. And you have to befriend each other. But that's exactly what you're saying. you, you got to make sure that person's like... The way I use the board... I was going to say game. The way I use the board, I was... She's 7th grade, 6th grade, somewhere in there. I was asking if someone was going to kiss me. And she was in the room. And we had a bunch of friends. And I liked this girl. And that was my question. And other people were on and there. you were like pushing it. And it's going, like... Yes! Yes! <laughs> Well, here's your mom. No. Um, so you do have you have a valid point there. If you have the same intent and thought with that question, but you're but you're supposed to be doing that. Just like when you go and you uh, table tip, you know you want all your energy focused into one thing. You don't want uh, right. looking to the left, looking to the right. I'm going to blow your mind with that too because I don't know if you guys remember the Lackawanna investigation where we used the table to tip. Um. And, you know, there's a process for using that safely, just like there should be a process for anything that you're using when exactly. you're communicating with spirit, whether it's a K2 meter or a recorder or a table. 
or a board, whatever you're using. But do you guys remember the investigation at Lackawanna where we were using table and we were trying to figure out who we were communicating with? And we started doing the tapping method. So we went through like the alphabet. Mm-hmm. A, okay, the table's still moving. B, the table's still moving. C, the table stands on one leg. Table comes back down. You start the alphabet over again. Do you remember the outcome of that? I remember you got like a name. Yeah. It took a long time, but we did. And do you remember yeah. what relevance that name had? Yes. Okay. We did not know that. No. None of us knew that at no all. No one at the table did. Nobody at the table did, but somebody in the room had a direct connection to that person. So right. we mm-hmm. had no preconceived notion of who we were right. going to possibly ask about, what name that was possibly going to be. And wasn't that person in the picture in that glass case also? Was it with the glass table we were doing this with, right? Well, we've done it a couple different times, but I think okay. the time I'm thinking okay. about is when it was related to somebody in that room. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was directly related to some to two people in that room, actually. So that kind of... Who was against the... We're not at the table. Unconscious. Mind right, theory. that's what I'm saying. Like, we had no idea. Like, the name just started happening, and then right. it actually happened to correspond to somebody in that room. So I think that, you know, like I'm saying, like, there are certain times when I really feel like it probably is being guided by spirit. Not so much the Ouija board, because I really do think that's, like, a parlor trick. That's a game. I don't ever trust anybody else from a standpoint of, you know... Doing those kinds of things. And you could be a spokeswoman for Parker Brothers now. Yeah. <laughs> it is a game. You're moving it. You're moving it. <laughs> I think it is a game. But to me, like, table tipping, being serious about it, you know, opening the table for the purpose of communication, closing the table at the end of the session, having everyone be on the same page about what you're trying to do and be open-minded, and using the energy. So you don't think when we all go camping, not us per se, but when people go camping... And they got like a pound of weed and like five thirty packs, and they sit around and pull the Ouija board out. That they aren't all thinking the same thing, and then that... they're more likely to see a puck wedgie in that situation. <laughs> oh, okay. So they're not all concentrating on the same thing. But do you think that doing those kinds of things while using some form of spirit communication would make you more susceptible to something bad happening? I don't know. I, I because where I was going to go with part of this conversation was. Why do we need why do we need to have these tools to actually do spirit communication when you can use your body and your energy to open up the the you know the communications what why do I need a board why do I need a piece of paper to get yes or no why do you need an EVP why do you need a recorder well that's just because we want to record it just to keep it you know for evidence but I think if we direct ourselves, demons. Demons. This is our pause. This is, this is our pause. This is demons. This pause is our for pause. Demons. Pause for demons. Pause for demons. Pause for demons. Demons take a bow. Demons. Demon pause. Demon pause. Demon play. So why can't we just use our bodies instead of using boards, pendulums, tables, and everything else? I mean, it still, it still lends itself as a form of communication. You can. Yeah, I mean, I think you can too, but I think it's more, um, it's easier to understand when you have some kind of physical item to use. Right in front of you. Right. That's that's what it comes down to. I mean, when we table tip, we're basically just holding seance. Right. That's all we're doing. And you don't need a table to do that, but it's a lot easier to get responses. And sometimes we use yes and no Mm -hmm. and the alphabet. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Same thing. Which has been the same thing that the Fox sisters did at the height of spiritualism and people have been doing for a really long time. It's funny, I actually, in the history of the Ouija board here, I found that the original uh, people that like marketed it and got the patent of it, they originally said that they got the idea, quotation marks, because of like the, the things that the Fox sisters did and like it kind of blew up where like tap once for A, twice for B, three times for C. Like people were totally into that, but eventually they got bored and they're like, this takes so damn long to spell out one name. Well, that's right. Cause I mean, if you're like the 18th letter. Yeah. So <laughs> right after the Fox sisters scenario, that's when Ouijaism came, came, came into play. More so in a physical form with the letter and the board and the physical game. It's almost like an upgrade in technology almost. So it was an advancement instead of the tapping and the wrappings. Where you need something that's going to happen a little more where people can physically see it. A little so faster. It's like going from a 56K modem connection to like a cable line internet connection. UIT, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I didn't know where the timeline in, in there was. I mean, we've always had the communication going on, but with, as... What we're talking about tonight, the Ouija board actually came into play after the Fox sisters. Well, and I think part of the appeal, too, is that you didn't have to be a psychic or a medium to be able to talk to the dead then. You could be anybody because these these tools were accessible to anyone. So you didn't need someone with special abilities to be able to have a conversation. I mean, you know, you could go and sit down at a Ouija board with a friend and be able to talk to the dead just like somebody who, you know, was a medium or a psychic would be able to do. You're moving it. No, you're moving it. Billy, <laughs> stop moving it. Billy, quit playing with it. It wasn't Wait. me. It was Pazuzu. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's talk about this this whole um, good versus bad thing when you, when you play with these boards. People have bad experiences. People have good experiences. Right. Now, in our way of ghost hunting and some of our philosophies, we don't let any negative energy come into play. Right. We only want the best that we can have, the highest and the best. So we're reaching out for that. But when you sit down with this board game and you start playing, and all of a sudden, you know, the questions are simple. Am I going to be here? Am I going to marry this person? You know, very random questions. But... All of a sudden, people are having these like ill reactions to it. They're having bad things happen after it. They didn't reach out for anything bad. They were just random questions. So is this an, some type of dark negative energy just reaching in because they know they can? I mean, how, how do we play that out? Because like a lot of the stories we hear is like, oh, growing up, don't mess with the Ouija board. You know, invites the devil. It's a portal. It's this. It's that. Well, we don't experience that when we go hunting and we table tip or we use some type of tool to communicate because we're looking for the highest and the best. But mm-hmm. so someone who's average and picks up this game, sits down and starts playing, you know, you know, some of those questions. Why is there evil coming in? Why do some people get scratched and pushed on investigations and some people don't? We don't know. Like tracks like. That's right. That's what I was getting at, Rob. Bingo, bingo makes your bingo. I was just setting it up. Yep. Like tracks like. So if you go in with the intent that you're going to have find... contact with something negative, 
that's what you're going to bring through. If you go in with the intent that you want to know if mom's going to let you go on a ski trip on Tuesday. <laughs> so these young young millennials, Rob. I like the idea of like an 80s family, like these kids are playing the Ouija board asking if they can go on the ski trip. Because that is probably the most important thing in their world. That yeah. totally. Because guess what? Totally we didn't right. have iPhones back then. No. Laptops. All they had was Ouija boards. Ouija boards. Yeah. Those were our computers. Mm-hmm. Is Jimmy going to ask me to the dance? See? We don't even know. What but, about the Magic 8-Ball maybe? Kind of relates to this too. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, random. Games <laughs> of chance? Questions of chance? No. I think that's more random than... Is it bad that I use an eight ball, a magic eight ball at work sometimes when I can't make up my mind about something? My old job, uh, not a couple of jobs back, the um, one of the ladies had one on her desk, and every day I came in into the office and went to my desk, I would, boom, turn it over. It never gave me the answer I wanted. We have a sure. very good friend of our Parabellal family that uses a quarter to make a lot of decisions in our life. That's our resident expert from time to time, the Cheryl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she uses the quarter quite often. So it's like a split decision. She's in a split decision. do that. Yep. Split decision a lot, is she? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep, she uses the quarter a lot. Well, get so, back to that question though. Before I know you, you're looking up passages here. Yeah, but I, it's nothing major. I just wanted to touch on a couple of things. Children who go and play it. Granted, they're younger, but their intention isn't bad. They want to know about the ski trip. But what about these people, like those kids that have bad experiences and things happen after the fact i mean what's that just manipulation you didn't protect yourself i mean is it truly a game or is it truly a communication tool well i think that nowadays the whole media has made it so bad that it's almost like expected that you're going to have it's some a dark kind of thing. bad it's activity a dark thing. from it yep yeah. I mean, you know, like when we go and we do home investigations, that's one of the things we always ask. Like, have you used a Ouija board? Have you brought any tarot cards into the house? Like, have you, you know, done any of that stuff? And not because I necessarily think that that's going to bring demons in, but anytime you're opening up yourself for the purpose of trying to communicate with what's on the other side, Hans Holzer, Hans, um, Hans. there's always a possibility that you're going to, it's like party line, you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> it is. Like, you pick up the phone, you dial in, you're like, do, 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 do. And you see the commercials, and everybody in the commercials look real nice, and everybody's, like, partying it up on the phone, and there's ten people talking, and, hey, Joe, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing this. So you get on the phone, and you're like, do, do, do. And then it's like, hello. <laughs> you're like, uh, uh, hi. And then there's heavy breathing. <laughs> want to come to my mom's basement? <laughs> and then you're like, this is not what I thought it was. And you quickly like, want to hang up the phone. <laughs> That's what a Ouija board is. Yeah, but, uh, so you never know what you're going to get on the other side of that. So, but then they're portraying this as a fun game. Yeah, it's kind of irresponsible. It's almost it's it's almost one of those you know hide in plain sight things. Mm-hmm. Kids get a hold of it. It's like you know when you walk down the cereal aisle, kids see all this cool stuff and they want the toys. They pull the parent in, they suck them in to get it. Well, well would you let your kids use a Ouija board in your house? Oh, my first answer right now that came to my mind was absolutely not. <laughs> Hell no. You got that thing locked up at your house? Um, we pawned one off on you. It's, it's <laughs> hanging in the garage on the, on the wall. And I look at it every time so in the garage. So why? Let me just, let's explore this for a minute here. So why was your first instinct, oh, hell no? Because everything that I was taught growing up and people in my family had the board, 
it's bad, the devil, the devil. But religion in my world back then was heavy and huge, as 60s and 70s would have been. So, yeah, there's nothing bad, you know, everything's bad about this. You know, you're going to open up, there's going to be bad things happening. Of course, my cousin was one of them who had it, and uh, he was actually using it the one night, and they were out in a cabin camping, and they had it and drinking, and they went and asked all these questions, and they're starting to hear things outside, didn't know what was going on. Next thing you know, one of the guys takes off, goes out to chase whatever it was, and when they did find him, the story went that he was never the same. He was never in his right faculty from that point on. So the board possessed him? Something happened. They don't know how to explain it. I think it was a bad trip. It could have been. <laughs> you know? He had post-traumatic stress well, syndrome after that. Never <laughs> cold filter beer wasn't around yet. They hadn't had the process down totally. It could have been aliens. It could have been wedgies. It could have been the Blair Witch. It could have been the... Haunted forest of um, Romania, something oh, like yeah. that going on. So, but this is my this is my whole uh, point in this is that you are a ghost hunter. You're a paranormal investigator. You're experienced. You know how to do things in a professional and um, safe way, and you know what the potential of the board is. Yes and no. Like attracts like. So, why would you automatically say, "Oh hell no"? To your kids sitting down and using it. Because I think it comes down to a level of maturity and understanding what you're doing. And that's kind of my point with a lot of this stuff. If you use it responsibly, yeah. it can be a good tool. If you use it irresponsibly, bad things can happen. Just like if you go to an investigation and you're respectful to whatever might be there versus going there and being a total jerk. <laughs> and the other thing is, you know, you've, you've had this whole thing when you've gone to places about the chink in the armor. Mm-hmm. So, I, I know you guys. I know what your level of thinking is and maturity towards this. But if you, like you said, with my child, or either one of them, or any kid at that point, because that's what they're basically marketed at, you could look at a 10-year-old and go, all right, they say they feel this and this. No, I won't do that. No, I won't. But you don't know what their maturity level is. Because as ghost hunters we sometimes when we step into something we have to be cautious because you do not know there's no physical proof of what you're dealing with and what you can find oh yeah and we did things as a kid that i would like we used to do bloody mary <laughs> at sleepovers oh you mean my daughter just didn't invent that two years ago no, it's been um, around forever. I know. But do you know what i'm saying like, yes now in my right mind i would never go and try to invoke a spirit because you know right. what's entailed but with then that. i was like oh yeah sure let's do it we used to do light as a feather stiff as a board you know like mm -hmm. when somebody lays down you put their fingers up and you lift them up like all those crazy things we used to do as kids we never thought twice about it but once the the gravity of what could potentially happen weighs in I think it changes like the whole idea of this, and really, it kind of makes me want to go to like every Toys R Us and take buy them up and have a burning. Yes. Take oh my gosh! Well, we don't get burn on the news. Them. You got to bury them. You got to bury them. Oh yeah, you don't burn. Is that to bind them? Yeah. Binding would be very. Should bring it back to the Go earth. on a parabellum road trip to Toys R Us and see if they have uh, a Ouija, <laughs> Ouija boards and stuff. I want to like stake out the Ouija boards in like Toys R Us, and as a parent comes up and goes to buy one for their kid, be like, throw a pamphlet at them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Listen to Parababble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. No, no, no. Don't buy this. You're going to hell. Be like, here's our card because you might need us. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you live again? Oh, yep. We go to Williamsville. <laughs>
I mean, I think that it's ignorance is bliss. You know, you don't know what the potential is. So because you're not thinking that anything bad is going to happen, there's no like attracting like then. But once you know what the potential is for those things to happen. And when you have a young mind and you're immature, it's about being scared, spooky ghost stories, I saw something. There's no there's no guard. There's right. no maturity and guard let's, there. Let's be real about it. Movies like The Ouija Board and, you know, other films that feature this do not help that story oh, absolutely with not. any of that. They just came out with a new Ouija Board movie. Yep. Are you gonna see it? Meh. Yeah. Yeah. You're like the Ouija, you're like the horror guru. You don't yeah. you don't care? Eh, Jeff is too. What do you think, Jeff? Eh? I'm gonna take our, the Ouija board that I got, and we're gonna go to the theater and sit with it. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. And you should like be using it while, while you're the movie's going, sitting in the very front, facing the crowd. <laughs> Have like a really like weird hat on and shit. And, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be pretty funny. Actually. Yeah, the Ouija. Uh, the way I look at it, I still think it in my head, and it's so funny because we do table tipping, we we go ghost hunting, we search this stuff out. In my head, Ouija board bad. Yeah, but this it's, is... It's the, the what so they put in your brain. Do you do you trust that when we're table tipping that I'm going to keep everybody at that table safe? Absolutely. I feel safe doing okay. it. So if I brought a Ouija board to an investigation and asked you to sit and use it with me, would you still feel safe doing it? Probably, but I think because that was the only thing that I grew up with, it might be a... Uh, What am I trying to say? It's. I was raised with it that it was bad, 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 bad. I didn't. I wasn't raised doing table tipping and spirit communication that way. So to me, I don't see any harm with it because I was taught a certain way with it. I was raised with knowing that the Ouija board is a bad thing, and you know you hear all these stories. So I would probably be hesitant, more so, but that's a psychological thing. Right, Rob. Is table tipping real? Demon. What? Yeah, it was a demon. It was a demon. No, answer the question. Don't sidestep it. I've seen tables tip. Okay. Look at that. (laughs) Walks that line. (laughs) I've seen tables tip. But I'm asking this question for a reason. Mm -hmm. Like, do you believe that table tipping is real? Yeah, I can't explain it. So, do you believe that using a Ouija board would be real? That I would have to see, because I don't think I've ever even seen anyone, like, use it in front of me. Because this is what I'm kind of, this is why I'm asking this. So, like, we were just talking about, like, the psychomotor responses mm-hmm. in your body and things mm-hmm. like that. You can, like, push the planche around and, you know. But now, when you're sitting at the table, you know how heavy some of those tables are. Yeah. And you know what kind of force it would take. To move those. Right. Especially and also, fingertips. And also, that everybody at that table would have to be the exact same like mind to know which way that table is supposed to go. So right. if we believe that table tipping is real on some level, Rob, I'll give you, you know, a little bit of leeway because I know how skeptical you are about the whole thing. Um, then you have to believe that there's potential for the use of the Ouija board to be real also. Uh, kind of. I would have to see it in action. <laughs> See the table. Some video, type of, there's some type of stigma going on angles. with the Ouija board. <laughs> the table is a little more... It's a little different because it's so much bigger physically. And what it does physically is a lot bigger on a bigger scale. But technically we're doing the same thing. No, but 
if you actually sit at that table when it's going on, you could like it's such a big object that you should be able to tell like where the force is coming from if someone's moving it if intentionally. Okay. You can kind of tell like how much force they would have to use to move something that big. Whereas a plancher is like this cheap little light piece of plastic. Hmm. So I think the, the moral of the story here is that um, some forms of spirit communication may be more reliable than others. At least. Is that really what we're finding here? Less. Not on my part, no. No. Possible to explain more easily, I would say. Do you think that you could get possessed um, from table tipping? No. Do you think you could get possessed from using a Ouija board? Yes. <laughs> no to the table. But then again. Is that just because of what you've been taught your whole life? Right. Or do you really it, you know, think that it's like the whole It's a bigger gateway. Yeah. It's a, ga- it's a it gateway seems... to, to demonism. It's a, a lot quicker. Drive. It's a one it's a one way uh, street. If you if you really if you just just for the sake of saying that both are completely real, then both would work the same way. So you can't say that Well that's what I was saying to you. Both work one... ultimately both do the same thing but in different forms. Right. Yeah. But then how would one lead to demonic possession and the other would not because we've been told our whole lives that Ouija boards are bad yeah. you shouldn't play with them that's because Parker Brothers didn't have a way to market marketably uh, put a table in a game board box and sell it well little Jimmy and Bobby are over there saying they're moving it and they want to play the table. I mean they're making it appealing no, to kids <laughs> but with are we going to have pizza for dinner <laughs> are we going skiing Tuesday uh, is the, the the table tipping I to me is I feel more secure in it and understanding it and the use of the energy and how it works because I think I was a fresh I was a, like a fresh chalkboard when I came in on it it wasn't I, there was nothing predetermined in my head about table tipping I didn't know what it was okay I came in but Growing up, the Ouija board, I was like, Ugh. you know, I was always like, eh. I've heard stories, if you put it to the curb, you get rid of it, it ends up back in your house somehow. So let me ask you this question. Anybody can go to Toys R Us and buy a Ouija board and sit down and use it and try to communicate with the dead. Okay. Can anyone sit down at a table and do a table tipping session? No. I don't think people realize the energy that you have to the energy you have to use between the two, three, four people that are at that table and understand the bigger picture of what you're trying to do. I think people are, uh, and not to say that they're dumb, they're they're given a tool right in front of them. Oh, ask the question and put your hand on this and it'll move and it'll answer you yes or no. How hard is that? You don't realize you're using energy if you're that young. But when you get older, you realize like the table tipping. You know, you're using your energy. You are focusing and concentrating on that. But the Ouija board, you're just going, show me, show me. And who the hell knows what's going to come through. So let me ask you this then. Oh, I'm getting the uh-huh. So if when you first saw table tipping, and when, like when you said you had no idea what it was about. Right. And the first thing someone told you what it was about to explain it to you, they just said, it's like a Ouija board on a bigger scale. Then would you have a different opinion of it? Probably. Do you think you would have tried it? 
Probably not. <laughs> the reason I did try it, though, watching the kids were doing it, and everybody else was doing it. <laughs> Jimmy did it too. Um, I probably wouldn't have, but the reason I did try the table tipping wasn't because of spirit communication. I was trying it because I thought it was bullshit. <laughs> I thought it was I, it. <laughs> I thought definitely somebody's conning. This is crap. Um, okay, well, let's see. This person and Allie sit across from each other, so those two are always like transferring energy. So they got something, and they look at it, or he looks at you, or you look at him, and I'm like, all right, these two are screwed up. And that's why one of those times I asked you guys, switch it. Switch it. And I think at some point you asked me to come up there, and I went up there, and then I got off the table like anybody else would and went, Huh. All right. Because I watched the two main people, the battery and the one who was in charge, and I tried to see if there was any communication, if there was any type of lead, which I can understand maybe that's happening, but you put two other people who have never done it on there, you know, then, then you start, to, and then you start to ask the big questions like, okay, how's this working? These two people cannot control which way this is going, even if they're not looking. I just thought of the best experiment to test the reliability of the Ouija board. And the Hans Holzer Invitational? Yes. We have to get two people that don't know each other. And we have to write a question on a piece of paper. The same question on a piece of paper. And then one person gets their piece of paper and they read the question. They can't tell anyone what it says. They can't, you know, give any hints, nothing. Then the other person picks up their paper. And they don't even know if the questions are the same. We know the question is the same. But they don't know the question is the same from person to person. And then we ask them to just put their fingers on the planchet and answer the question. We're going to have perfect people to do this with, too, <laughs> who nobody knows. Because then you're taking out the preconceived notion. And even if they have a preconceived notion, are they going to fight each other on that? Or are they going to, you know, like, how will it work? What will happen? Well, A, you have to have someone that's going to trust you because they probably have the same identity of a, a Ouija board growing up. It's dark. It's evil. It'll bring things in. Well, we'll find out. Right. Like ask a question like, did you have a good day today? The answer is going to be yes or no. So you're going to read that and you're going to think to yourself, yeah, I did. Or you might read that right. and say, oh my God, no, I didn't. you got to be able to get them people to that board. Right. Ooh. So which one, how would it come out? Huh. That's a good experiment. I don't know if this episode is coming out before the Hansel's Invitational. I think it is, but sorry, Mom. <laughs> Tag. You're, gonna You're it. Our test subjects for a bunch of weird and crazy shit. <laughs> and who knows? You know, our, our members in our group will probably come. Because, well, what makes me think about that is the fact that we invite strangers to sit for table sessions. Come one, come all. We Step do. up to the stage of magic. We do. Oh. But, I mean, you know that. Like, we've been on, like, public hunts with people we've never met before that we've invited to come and do it. So, if it comes down to, you know, you're getting answers from a Ouija board because people know. Like, if you say the question out loud, you're already thinking about an answer in your head. And maybe one person is more dominant than the other. So, the question's the same. Yeah. Or maybe if you, you know, ask, am I going to go out with Jenny and your buddy is with you, well, your buddy's going to want you to go out with Jenny, too. So you're on the same page about it. What if your they buddy both wants have... to go out with Jenny, too. <laughs> what if they <laughs> both have... And they told two Ben's people, gonna... and then they told two people. He's going to tell you it's a demon, and Jenny's bad news. <laughs> Get rid of the skank. Um, fire, demon hell. Well, what if the... But you're right. You know, So if they have the question, if you had a good day, and they both had good days, 
right. you know, that could be an experiment to be worked. I mean, they could both. They could both not. They could have different yes, no. answers, but without telling each other, because I would tell them, you have different questions. Right. That would be the plan. Like, here's your question. Don't show it to anyone. Don't tell us what it is. Don't answer out loud. Here's your question. The same thing. Okay, anyone from our crew who listens to the show, don't listen to the show. <laughs> they don't listen. They do too. They hit like. No, they don't. But if you're really trying to figure out if there's actually something to it, or if you're moving it subconsciously, I mean, it might be the only way that we could test it. This is going to be a good group that we get together, though. you got some people that know each other, some people, some people don't that don't. Know. Right. Not, so you can do some mix and match? You're going to be able to very easily mix and match. What do you think? What, are, what do our fans think? Yeah, are Ouija boards real or not real? They hoaxy-doaxy? I don't know. Someone's drinking water out of a Ouija board cup right now, though. Ooh. That's truly magical. <laughs> it is magically delicious. You can reach us at uh, Parababble Twitter. You can read us uh, Parababble on Facebook. You can hit a prone page. Uh, you can hit so many different ways to get a hold of us. Instagram, all those Firebattlepodcast at gmail.com. Yep. You can listen to our older shows on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes. Um, but this whole Ouija thing has now piqued more questions in my head. Well, that's kind of the whole point. I think I think initially like we wanted to do this because Ouija board is such an iconic piece of like paranormal history. You know, I mean, it's been there for a really long time. Supposedly, it causes a lot of bad things to happen, but really, like, what is what is it? Are there disclaimers on Ouija board things that say warning may cause demonic possession? The, well, I wanted to, we have to see an inside picture of the box and the directions. Yeah. Because that's what I wanted to know. If there's some type of disclaimer. Like caution, because, or... you know, that board, like certain equipment that we use, it's meant for one thing. That board is for fun and recreational purposes only. And that's probably their disclaimer to say, hey, whatever else you want to do with this, it's not on us. You know, if you want to run off into a forest and be crazy the rest of your life, that's up to you because, you know, <laughs> Papa Satan came up. <laughs> I just conjured just... some really weird. <laughs> yeah, Papa Satan. Papa. So. Did you guys see the fake uh, McDonald's Ouija board happy meal? Oh, geez, no. Oh, that is so cool. Wow. It's fake, unfortunately. I'd buy one. So would I. Throw the food out. Again, this is something we'll post on Facebook, too. Absolutely. So, yeah, we want to we wanna do... We want to wrap this show up. We got any more what we want to talk about? We can wrap it up. I think we've built up like all this hype now between last couple weeks ago's episode about Hans. Hans the Hans Hansard Invitational and now the Ouija board experiment. Yeah. So, we should probably we'll, we'll do something special eventually for it. You know, it's, to go back to the Ouija board that I got when we went to that the shop that night and we we're doing our classes. I brought it home. I put it in the house. And what do you think I thought of? Oh, <laughs> there's gonna be a demon in my house. I questioned it. I questioned it because that's the way I was raised. So it sat there and I had it in a spot. And then my wife came along. And she goes, "What are you doing with that? We gotta get out of this house." I go, I thought you don't believe in ghosts and demons and spirits. Well, I don't, but I go, but what? And she couldn't answer me. So the whole mystique around a board is still alive and well. I hope she doesn't listen to the show because she probably won't appreciate your impression of her just now. <laughs> oh, that was me. Yeah, that was, you know, sorry. Well, because I think we have to look at 
the Ouija board, like, is it a tool for possible spirit communication or is it an urban legend? Like, Oops. are the stories behind it urban legend? Okay, like, okay, let's take an occultist for some reason who wants to conjure up the devil and they want to do evil things. They Not can... all occultists are devil worshippers. Oh my gosh, <laughs> here we go. I'm just saying. Just saying. No, I'm going to get defriended. You watch. I'm, I'm off Facebook now. if you now. said, like, let's say it's a Satanist trying to conjure the devil. Okay, Papa Satan wants to be called up, so this guy in a black robe and hoodie and all that stuff is calling calling him up. He's got the little robe and the tie. And oh, okay. I'm going, like, old I'm school. I'm letting it go. I'm going old school. <laughs> I'm going with the typical thought of someone standing around a fire and, you know, it's all dark. But anyway, so they're they're trying to conjure up the devil. And you totally just lost my point where I was going with this. Okay, so this tool. So we want to know if this is the tool that can do it. Wait, the guy is a tool? Use, yeah, the guy's the guy a tool. sounds like one. The board. Using oh. it as a tool, if, we, if it really is the tool that can pull up spirits like that, evil. Can't we take anything and make it because it's all intent? Can I take this Ouija glass right here and go... I'm going to pour some blood in that and drink it and say a couple uh, prayers and some different things and it's going to conjure up what I want. Isn't it my intent that I want that? So couldn't I basically use like the skull of a human, scoop it out and put blood in it and drink out of it? Wow, this, this just took a really dark turn. <laughs> no, but I'm saying this is what a lot of these people, this is what I was reading today and I, it made me think of like, I can take a Pepsi bottle. And put blood in it. Just, <laughs> big flames and shit. Sure you could. And you know, all of a sudden, poof! Black cloud behind me. I got a super big Satan apparition hanging out with horns. My intent was to use whatever object that I had. I picture like a demon with like a Pepsi logo on it, bro. <laughs> Someone's got to get paid. I'm sorry. <laughs> but do you know what I'm saying? Why do they take animals and, and hack them up and use them as offerings to pull up Satan? Why an animal? Why not people drink out of skulls? Because, you know, they don't really it's do dark. Yes, they do. Really they still do that. that. No, they don't. You don't think people do that stuff? No, I don't think they, they sacrifice animals. I sacrifice animals. Voodoo and, and hoodoo, sacri- they use chickens, but that's about the extent How of it. How many times have we been to railroad tracks having a bond party? You know, with the big Genesee, you know, balls and drinking back there. And they got all kinds of Satan, occultist little things going Those aren't on. Those are real. That's some idiot up. that saw a YouTube or watched a scary movie and that's okay. how they did it. Great. Let's take it, past, let's take it past this new millennial phase that everything's at our fingertip. Let's go back to before we had that type of communication where you could just go to YouTube and be famous for it. There's people out there who were actually doing that. There was these closed groups that would do this. The Hellfire Club. You know, that's one of them that used to do that stuff. They're bringing up, you know, summonings the spirits. But they'd use whatever. They'd sacrifice a virgin. What What my thing is, my intention is I can use anything I want to pull up evil. Well, yeah, because it goes back to the, your like attracts like. If your intention is to get something negative... So it doesn't that, have to be a Ouija board. No. You could make a Ouija board if you flip that piece of paper over right in front of you right now and you wrote the alphabet on exactly. it and you took a shot glass out of, the, out of the cupboard and you put two fingers on the top of that shot glass and you started asking it questions, it's the exact same thing that if you went to Toys R Us and pulled out the Ouija board. Exactly. That's I think where it's I was just, going. It's about what you know the potential is. I think you hit on it earlier when you said, you know, knowing now what I know, 
I would look at it way differently than I did when I was eight years old. Mm -hmm. If somebody had said to me when I was eight, um, you could potentially <laughs> be pulling a spirit through that board right now that could <laughs> wreak havoc in your house. I would have been like, for a while. I'm not touching that. Exactly. You know? Would you have? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, maybe not me. I'm not a good example for that. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, I think it's easy for people to just get into things and get involved in things without actually knowing what the ramifications would be because ignorance is bliss. Be naive. Yeah. And, and like attracts like. And if you're in there to find out if Jenny likes you and you're going to have pizza for dinner, then chances are you're not going to attract a demon. That would be pretty funny if you did, though. <laughs> Who wanted pizza and Jenny? I mean. Because as much as there's, like, the whole chink in your armor and that sort of thing, I don't necessarily think that there's, like, a bunch of <laughs> blood-soaking demons on the other side of that wall just, like, waiting for Jenny to ask if there's pizza for dinner. <laughs> you don't believe that these groups are out there? No, I'm talking about like oh, in, okay. in like yes. the spirit realm. Like, oh, I don't just hanging out? Yeah, like they're like Jackie and like, <laughs> get out of the way. She's going to ask about the ski trip and I'm in there then. You know? No. Yeah. Because <laughs> no. I really do believe that like attracts like. And if you're using it in an innocent way. It's going to be innocent. It's going to be innocent. That's why I don't necessarily worry that much about kids using it. I think it goes back to what you said, that the more you know about it, it, the more you're jaded by it. It seems that the articles that I pulled up and I was reading was, as you've gotten older, you know, being scared in the spooky little stories on a Friday night with your friend's house sleepovers was exactly that. But when you got into, like, your teenager years or your mid-adult life and you still mess with those things, your mind's older, your mind's a little more mature or stupid at that point, and you want to try things that, well, am I going to date her? Yeah, no. Um... Is Bob going to die in a car accident, you know, going 20 miles an hour on an icy road? You start getting into darker subjects and darker themes that we don't have answers for. And then, of course, you have all your smart asses who want to challenge the system and say, there ain't no ghost, there ain't no demon, fuck yourself. And next thing you know, you know, there's a party in your bedroom and you're not invited. Right? There's a party so. happening that I didn't get invited to. That's all I know. <laughs> I I worked with a, a young kid. Um, man, I wish we could have got into his house, but he uh, he lived in a small room, a really small room, and the foot of the, his bed had probably about a foot and a half between his door going up to the attic. Did he live under the stairs? Was his name Harry Potter? <laughs> Who's Harry Potter? No. <laughs> and we were supposed to be doing some work for making some movie stuff. And I went over there and he was telling me about every night you can hear a guy running down the attic stairs. The door swings open. He's been physically punched, touched, pulled, walked around a corner out into the hallway. And there's been people there. But whatever is there is pissed off. This sounds very familiar. Did I, maybe I tried to get in there to do an investigation. No, I, don't know. I have heard almost this exact same story from somebody else that we know. Oh, is this a movie? You, I wonder if you told it to somebody else. Oh, maybe. I don't know. But this, this kid <laughs> and was... it then became their story. <laughs> oh, well, this kid was young. I'd say young, like in his 20s at the time. And he was raised with this. And I have no idea where I'm going with this story, but... But he used a Ouija board once. <laughs> he used a Ouija board once uh, to clear out the house. If anyone listening has ever used a Ouija board, <laughs> tell us your stories. Send us a picture of you using the Ouija board. 
And if you have the Barbie Ouija board, bonus points to you. Oh my god, yeah. Um, we're at Parababble on Facebook, Twitter. Or a free prize to the person with the craziest Ouija Instagram, board. Instagram, um, Podcast at gmail.com. No well, one wants to partake in any of our contests. I tried during Halloween. We have the Ouija board out for, for this episode, so if you want to contact us in the next hour after the show's over, you get on your Ouija board and we'll receive messages from you. How's that? Yes. Hot tolls no. are invitational. Just as long as you don't disguise yourself as a two-year-old Papa. girl and oh. really you're a nasty demon. Yeah, come on. <laughs> We've had enough of that, okay? We've, <laughs> We've grown wise to that. <laughs> yeah, we're on to you. Only <laughs> once. Shame on you. So bottom line is, Ouija boards aren't bad, just use them responsible. Be responsible out there, kids. Right. User error. If you contact a demon, it is user error. Yes. Do That's not right. drink in Ouija. Mm-hmm. And even if you do... Do something stupid and have a couple drinks and then contact try nice. to contact grandma and you get someone else, call us. <laughs> we'll come. We'll come help you um, out of your jam. We just need gas money. <laughs> yes. So I think that pretty much covered a lot of our Ouija Luigi Ouija board. We've talked to death about talking boards. I yeah. think we're done. And I'm sure there's we're more gonna... out there we could do and we missed, but you know what? We're gonna get out there. We'll report back the next On episode. The... Next episode. I don't know the Hounds Holes or Ouija Board Invitational went. Nice. I it sounds it. so professional. Doesn't it? It doesn't match up with this under budget show we have here. <laughs> no. no. But we are in Italy still. Yes, we are in Italy. It's getting dark. Wait, should be getting light. It should be light right now. It doesn't matter. Oh. <laughs> I thought because. I don't know what time it is. We're just on audio. Oh. They can't see us. We're just babbling. Okay. Well, we're babbling at this point. This is Jeff, and I'm signing off. <laughs> This is Allison, and I am going to go ask my Ouija board what I should wear to work tomorrow. <laughs> Roberta? Yeah, I'm probably leaving. Bye.